Hello, and welcome to the 89th episode of the Not Your Mama's Gamer podcast, a podcast with games and gaming from a feminist perspective. My name is Samantha Blackman, and I'm an associate professor here at Purdue University in wonderful West Lafayette, Indiana, where I talk about, read about, dream about, think about, amongst other things. Video games, video games, video games. <laughs> and I am joined tonight, uh, as in every podcast night, by an assortment of co-hosts that includes Charlotte High, Jennifer Justice, and Wendy Sierra. Hello, ladies. Hello. So, would you like to introduce yourselves? We can uh, start with Charlotte. Okay, well, I'm Charlotte Hyde. I'm a... Oh, I just went blank. Uh, <laughs> doctoral, <laughs> doctoral candidate at Purdue University, who's at that point in the semester where I'm not exactly sure who I am, but that's okay. Um, I usually say I'm the resident Lego scholar, which I am. I'm struggling with that right now. Oh. Struggling how? Oh, just how to make it new. Hmm. You know, just don't tell it. Be telling people the same old thing. That's fine. <laughs> hey, they're Legos. Gotcha. They're cool no matter what. Even oh yeah. yeah. Legos are always good. Oh yeah, I got my exo suit today, so that's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jen. Sure. Who are you? Hi, I am Jen Justice. I am a second year PhD student at Purdue University. Um, I mostly focus on video games and teaching and especially with the ways that it can impact writing. Um, so that's been my big focus lately. And Wendy? I am Sierra. I am an assistant professor of English at St. John Fisher College in Rochester, New York. And uh, my my main focus is game design and rhetorics. Yay. Is it snowing up there yet? It is not snowing up here yet. And every day that it doesn't snow, I say a little prayer because I'm not ready for it. I am not ready. I can't handle it. I've got, I just can't. We've already had it. Yeah, we had snow already. We did. Yeah. It was yes. evil. <laughs> you know, when I was little I was so when mad. I grew up in Texas, I was always jealous of snow. Yeah, now it's like, no, no, it's okay. No, take it back. Take it back. <laughs> I still like it. Well, it's not as much fun here because, like, in Texas, they would cancel school and work and stuff, and here yeah. you just... Exactly. Have to go. <laughs> I think I'd be a lot more fond of snow if I didn't have to drive in it. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I could, I could handle snow and cold if I didn't have to drive. Yeah. All the difference. I would. I. I'd like it better if I didn't have to drive in Indiana, where people don't <laughs> drive in snow yeah. at all. Oh yeah. Oh, they don't do that well when there's not snow. So. <laughs> <laughs> I still have Oklahoma uh, plates on my car and I feel like I'm doing a service to everybody else just by letting them know hey guys yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. I got no idea how to drive in snow you, <laughs> you think idiot southerner you are correct yeah I feel the same way about my Texas plates I'm always like just look at the plates and go on 
I'm standing from Chicago, which means that everybody knows that I'm going to speed because I've still got my Illinois plates. Oh, wow. Oh, well. I just don't like it. I don't get that. Well, I guess I do. Some people, you know, have lived, grow up in the snow and they're like, I never want to go back to that ever again. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, let's jump in, ladies. We can do our usual what you're playing, what you're eating, what you're drinking, because that's always fun. <laughs> um, and we'll start with what are you playing? Charlotte, what are you playing? Actually, I think this week I only played the, what's it called? Um... <laughs> Spirit of Spring. Spirit of Spring, yes. <laughs> Well, I keep wanting to say spirit balls because I kept losing my spirit balls, but <laughs> that's not in fact what it's called. So spirit spring. <laughs> Slightly more compelling title. Yes, the spirit balls. <laughs> well, we'll all talk about that in great detail in a few minutes. Yeah, that's really all I played though. So. Jim, uh, okay. Um, I have been playing quite a bit of Animal Crossing and. Damn it, Sam, fantasy life. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> that makes me so happy. <laughs> it makes me so broke. <laughs> but it is, it is uh, fun. It is a Isn't fun it? game. And we just got paid, so it was, it was worth it. Um, and a little bit of Skyrim because I am a creature of habit. Yeah, I saw you. I saw you on. I saw you pop up on Steam playing Skyrim. I started to harass you, but I left you alone. <laughs> you can harass me. I'll ignore you. <laughs> what about you, Wendy? What you playing? Uh, I have been playing some uh, Borderlands pre-sequel. Still haven't beat it yet because I haven't had enough time to sit down and really get to it. But I'm. Right at the end, and uh, I think they're about to reveal something big about your like main arch nemesis. So we want to get through it. Ooh. And I just picked up Payday 2 on the Steam Halloween sale. And uh, actually, this is—I feel like this is ridiculous. Um, my dad told me to pick it up. Um, he was like, "Have you?" Have you seen this game, Payday 2? I think it's a bit like Left 4 Dead. We ought to, we ought to get it. We ought to try it. And I was like, you mean the crazy murdering, like, bank robbing serial killer <laughs> game, Payday 2? And he was like, yeah, but it's co-op. <laughs> like, All right, Dad. So, uh, yeah, I got Payday 2 and uh, held up a nightclub and... Robbed a mall and broke into a bank with my daddy. Woohoo! <laughs> As you do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's my turn. Mm -hmm. Well, let's see. I have been playing uh, Destiny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but unfortunately not as much Destiny as I have been playing in previous weeks because my fire team got busy on me, so they haven't been able to play every night. I'm kind of upset about that, but you know, <laughs> I understand people have lives. I don't like it, but I understand. Yeah. It's definitely a thing that happens. <laughs> I have been playing a whole lot 
of uh, fantasy life. <laughs> um, I'm now working on my second life in fantasy life. I have not maxed out my first life because I think they, that each life goes up to level 50 and that's just crazy. Um, and if I've maxed out all like, what is it, 12 or 13 lives, I would have no life of my own. Um, so I give them to... That's what you're going to do. <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I get them to a good place where I can kind of, where the game becomes kind of easy and then I go, okay, so now I can switch to a new life. Um, so I've been playing Fantasy Life still, and it's not too bad. I've got 20-odd hours into the game so far. Um, but, you know, I've been playing other stuff too, so I guess that counts. Um, I actually started playing Civilization Beyond Earth, um, which I have been enjoying immensely. Um, you know, I was kind of concerned because everybody was like, it's... it's it's got such a steep learning curve. It's not like Civ. Um, it's not that it's terribly different from Civ. It's just um, instead of instead of historical figures that you are, you know, um, interacting with, you're interacting with uh, uh, other humans. Um, <laughs> other humans <laughs> and uh, my my cat's like losing her mind. Um, other humans and then you are also interacting with um, the kind of uh, indigenous uh, alien population on the planet that you go to, which is pretty interesting for a number of different reasons because you can't actually talk to the aliens, at least not as far as I am, and say hey. I'm not trying to hurt you. I just want to settle here because our planet's all fucked up. Um, you just kind of kill them. I mean, oh. it's, there's no choice, really. Because if you are to, like, land and live and expand, you know, so that your population can grow and you can farm, there's really no choice but to displace them. And when you displace them, they get mad. Is they fight back and then you kind of kill them. Um, it, it's, it's really fucked up um, in a whole lot of ways. Um, so I imagine that what's going to happen is I'm going to end up writing about this um, <laughs> because it is, it is, it is, yeah, fucked up to the umpteenth degree. Um, and... The last thing I've been playing this week, I've been playing a lot this week. You know, four games is, or the last two weeks. I'm, I'm so, I have like gamer ADD, so I like jump from game to game. But I've been down to four games, and it's been uh, Spears of Spring, which I played for to talk about tonight. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So, that's all of us. What are you guys reading? Anything good? Scotland novels. <laughs> Scotland novels. Yeah, I'm obsessed, man. I'm terrible and have not had time to read other than the class. So I'm I, oh. I'm slacking. <laughs> I uh I joined a book club with some people on campus and I was super excited because I'm pretty sure the last time that I read for fun was probably like before my master's degree. That's sad. <laughs> yeah. So I was super excited and I got the book 
and um, it's called Still Alice, mm. and it's about a woman with Alzheimer's, and Oof. it starts out right when she first gets her diagnosis and ends with her, like, not recognizing her own kids, mm. and my <sighs> grandmother has Alzheimer's um, mm. and is starting to get pretty advanced, so, like, it was so emotional for me that I like after I finished reading it I spent about three hours crying because yeah. things that happened in the book were mirroring things that are going on right now and then where the book ends is obviously not a particularly happy place um, yeah. so I got all excited about this book club and then I didn't go because I was like well it's, it'd be the first time that I met a whole bunch of the people and I was yeah. like well I don't want to be a crying, blubbering fool at our first meeting and then be like, but be my friend, I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, got, I got all excited about the book club and I didn't even go. Can you go to the next one? I, I'm going to go to the next one. Okay. I I can't remember what our next book is, but it's not about Alzheimer's. So. <sighs> well, sorry, Wendy. So still Alice. Uh, very... Touching book. Well, I can recommend some Scotland novels if you want. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, well. Sam, what I are you reading? I, what am I reading? Um, you know what? I don't get to read much for fun anymore either. Um, unfortunately. <clears throat> Well, you know what? I go through these periods. <laughs> I go through these periods where I do read stuff for fun, and then, um, then it's like I get really busy and I like stop. And then once I stop, I get out of the practice of it, <laughs> and then yeah. I don't do it for a long time. Um, it also doesn't. Well, it, not that this is a bad thing, because I like. I actually like a lot of kids in YA. Um, literature, mm -hmm. um, but the fact that you know I got a six-year-old doesn't help immensely because every night, you know, for at least a half an hour a night, I'm reading either a kids a kids kind of chapter book or a an appropriate YA novel. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so I'm I am reading <laughs> fiction, just not Come on, that totally counts. <laughs> If that didn't count, uh, half of my reading list wouldn't count. That's that's not <laughs> happening. <laughs> and that's without a six-year-old in tow. So yeah, I'm. Uh, so if it if it counts, I've in the last couple of weeks, I've probably read like four or five Geronimo Stilton chapter books, um, <laughs> as well as a good portion of the Happily Ever After novel. Hmm. Um, which is about the, the children of all of the fairy tale characters, like Snow White's daughter is Apple White, and uh -huh. the Evil Queen's daughter uh -huh. is Raven Queen, <laughs> and um, <laughs> Robin Hood's son is Hunter, Hunter something. These are super um, original names. I'm very yeah, impressed. Yeah. Um, so I've read a good portion of that. Um, so I have been reading lots, but for me, um, oh, you know what I've been reading? I have been reading Miguel Sickard's book, uh, Play Matters, mm. um, which is pretty interesting 
because he talks specifically about play and he takes a firm stance against um, Johan Huizinga uh, really? and what he says about play. Yeah. Um, and talks about play in some really interesting ways. Um, so, yeah, I've been reading that. Um, yeah. Interesting. Oh, I, I forgot to ask. Um, I know they're a bit old for, for P, but did you get a chance to read the Vivian Von De Velde games? The, you know, we, the read, we read a couple. We started one, um, and she didn't like it too much. Um, yeah. I can't remember which one it was. And then we started this, it, but it wasn't because of the age level. It was just she didn't like the story much. Mm -hmm. um, and then we started a different one. Um, you know which one is she didn't like much? It was the one where, um, oh, I wish I could remember the name of it, but she goes into the game to retrieve her sister, um, but at the beginning of the story, she keeps dying over and over again. Yeah. Um, uh, and it was a, which was good if they had done it, like, once or twice. But it just kept but, happening. But after, like, the fifth or sixth time, <laughs> and then they restart the story from the beginning, and told the story again. P was like, "Uh, uh, I am not listening to this again. Find me something else." <laughs> um. So, uh, and then we did read part of another one, and then, but it was just kind of like, "Yeah." Um. I think that I would probably do better reading them for myself. Um. And I actually did buy them. I think so. I have them on my Kindle. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Jen. No, I'm Welcome. kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're not for her. She doesn't like them, and it's like I said, it's not the age level. She just doesn't like the way that they're written. Oh, that's um, fair. She's very picky. Um, <laughs> I don't know where she gets it from. And <laughs> but um, yeah, we've been uh, into like I said, the Geronimo Stilton and the Happily Ever After story, the Happily Ever After novels lately. For her, um, so we'll see what comes next. Um, we'll see what comes next. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm reading anyway. Um, fun part. What you drinking? <laughs> I'm drinking cranberry ginger ginger shandy. Oh. It is definitely not as good as the orange or the summer shandy, but it's not bad. Fruit in your beer, Charlotte. I know. I'm never yeah. not gonna, I almost never not. I mean, sometimes I do, but mostly I have fruit in my beer. Yeah. <laughs> um, I approve I of this almost, trend. I almost picked up a six-pack of that uh, cinnamon apple cider yeah. the other day. But you That's don't pretty like good stuff. I don't like the plain ones. I was like, okay. maybe I would like the same. See, because nice. I'm easily swayed. Okay, I, I'm like, I don't like it. I'm like I love a cult it. follower waiting to happen, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I don't like that. I'm not gonna spend my like nine bucks or whatever it was, cause I'm not gonna like it when I get it home. But don't you drink like Jolly Rancher vodka or something? Who me? No. Yes. Whipped cream vodka. Somebody, somebody's drinking weird you vodka. Know, I like whipped cream vodka, but it doesn't like me. Oh. <laughs> mm -mm. Mm. I like it a lot. It doesn't like me. If I drink more than one drink with it, it gives me a headache. That's not good. Yeah. No. 
And it's probably whatever, cause well, cause I, you know, I I have allergies to a lot of food additives, so it's probably whatever they flavor it with. That could be. Yeah, I'm sure that's not the healthiest. <laughs> yeah, cause you. <laughs> yeah, I have to stay away from gin because I'm allergic to juniper. So that's oh, out of my that's good to know. Yep, I have discovered. Fine. I've discovered I like gin, which I think is Alex's fault, but it makes me feel like an old lady. I hate gin. My grandma it's not bad. Gin. Yeah, that's why I just feel like an old lady. But then I mix it with sparkling water, and it's like, yeah. It's <laughs> like chewing on pine leaves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tastes like chewing on pine leaves. I love vodka, though. I will drink any kind of vodka. Any well, not any kind. <laughs> <laughs> Let me stop. Not any brand, but I will drink flavored vodkas. How's that? Okay. I'm a bit of a vodka snob. <clears throat> <laughs> I uh I love me some flavored rum. Good summer. Like yeah. pi- pineapple be- rum and orange yeah. soda. Oh, Yum. It's so good and so dangerous. <laughs> yeah, coconut rum is about the only flavored rum I'll do. It's not what I'm drinking. I'm not <laughs> yeah. drinking anything. Aww. Yeah. Aww. I did have a did have a glass of Moscato at our faculty dinner, so Hmm. I had been drinking. Does that count? <laughs> well, that's different than last time. What, so. what were you drinking? That's not really right. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> At some point, have you ever had a drink? <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about it. <laughs> Tell us One about the drink day. you had. Okay. <laughs> Well, I'm. I'll pick up in your stead, and I've got. I've got Moscato, so I'm. I'm carrying on where you left off. Oh, is that really what you're drinking? Yeah, that's really what I'm drinking. Oh, I didn't. I didn't go to the store for more cider, so Moscato it is. I do like a good Moscato. That's my favorite. Mm -hmm. Candy wine. I was gonna say so sweet. Pretty much. That's pretty good, but if you mix it with sparkling water, yeah. Is that what you do with everything? I don't know, no, but if you mix it with sparkling water, <laughs> I love sparkling water. You cannot speak. <laughs> Good Jen, you missed you missed game night this weekend where we, we polished off a bottle of blackberry wine. Oh, that would have been lovely. But I yeah. I had to go and make an appearance as Laura Croft. <laughs> I was needed. Yep, you missed it. Tony's party was fun though, so. Um, so is it my turn? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am drinking a... Okay, so here it is, right? Is that um, I'm drinking the Caribbean Cosmos, but I mixed it with... <laughs> this sounds dangerous. I know. I mixed it with um, Passion Tea Lemonade. And then I needed, um, then I, it was a little too too weak, so I put some more coconut worm in it. <laughs> when it when it's difficult for you to remember what's in your drink, there might be something wrong, <laughs> or or something right. Something very very right. <laughs> yeah, like when did you start drinking it? That's the question. How I long has this been going? I didn't start drinking until we started recording. So 30 <laughs> minutes ago. Yeah. 
Wow. <laughs> but I've been up since 5.30. That's probably why I can't remember either. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, and you know what I've been, uh, what I uh, what I need to add, and what you've been playing. See, because we've been playing, um, we've been doing a board game night every two weeks. Mm-hmm. So I actually this week. Oh played, man, if we're talking about board games. Yeah, that's <laughs> a whole new list. Yeah. Yep, I've been playing. What did I play? I played um, this week, uh, Catan. Which you know is always fun to play, mm-hmm. and uh, Munchkin. Oh man! Yep, and you missed it because we played Munchkin, <sighs> and it was fun. You did that just to spite me, didn't you? Sure did. <laughs> <laughs> and and the next the next board game night is zombie themed because I went and picked mm. up a bunch of board games for my games and narrative class. <laughs> nice. Um, I got a new game that is supposed to be like really, really good. I have not played it, but I've heard from people it was really, really good. And then the guy who owns the board game store, who I actually trust, because he he will he actually will tell me when games are bad, because I come in there and spend so much money, um, and he knows that I will be pissed at him and not come back. Um, <laughs> is um, dark, darker, darkest. Hmm. Which, it's, a, it's a zombie board game, and it's got—it's just got like the best miniatures. Um, but it was—it was kind of crazy expensive. Oh no! How much is crazy expensive? Like seventy-five bucks. Oh, because I just bought a Betrayal at House on the Hill, and that's eighty. Really? I saw that. I really like Betrayal at House on the Hill. It's pretty good. Yeah. See, like you know. I don't like when I'm thinking board games. I go in. I say I'm going to buy a board game. I'm thinking I'm going to spend sixty bucks, fifty bucks, right? Mm-hmm. And then when I go in there and it's like seventy five, I'm like, I don't want to spend seventy five. Yeah, that's some of, the, uh, some of the big ones. Uh, some of the big ones are pretty expensive. Yeah, it, it is big. This one, at yep. least the box. This one might be bigger than Firefly. Wow, which was big. And it wasn't seventy five bucks. <laughs> so I have a question or a statement, not a question. Well, I guess it's a question. Yes, ma'am. I, I have never actually gotten to play Cards Against Humanity. <laughs> if that oh, ever man. happens, I want to be invited. That's that's what I'm saying. Technically, that's, you can do an online version. So if we can't oh, make really? a physical meet happen, I will do this because you need to know this game. Well, I've been wanting to play it, and last year I got the Twelve Days of Bullshit. So I have I have my own personal cards, but I, I have I've never played the game. So well, no, we will do this. This will happen. Well, Charlotte, next um, our next game is um, our next game night is um, zombie themed, and I'm yes. extending an invitation to you right now. Okay, zombie themed games. Yes. Have you seen a Technically, flux? Cards Against Humanity might be able to be interpreted as a zombie game. It is against <laughs> humanity. Have you played <laughs> Flux, Sam? Have I played Flux? No, I, I haven't played it. I've seen it, but I haven't played it. There's a zombie-themed version of Flux that's pretty good. And uh, no, I've played that one. And it's not 75 bucks. I think it's like probably 15 bucks. And that's always good. That's one of those ones you can just throw in the basket as an extra. Yep. And that count. Uh, we also have Zombie Dice, which is a cool little um, 
just a little dice game, and that one's also like ten or fifteen bucks. I saw that at the store when I was there um, the other day. Yep, that one's yeah. kind of just a fun, quick little game. I like quick little games that are fun. You can carry around in your bag, mm-hmm. so when you get bored, like yep. love letter, I carry in my bag and 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 like break out at kids' birthday parties and make uh, the parents play with me. <laughs> <laughs> How about the we didn't play test this at all? I haven't played yeah. that. I've heard really good stuff about it. It's fantastic. Though Sam slept through most of the hands. I of kept it. falling asleep. <laughs> they would wake me up when my turn would come and I'd be like, okay, I'm awake. I don't know what the hell just happened. Was this during the marathon? Yes. Yes. It was it was our everybody's dying. It's the last stretch. We have an hour to go. Let's play this ridiculous card game. Yeah, but that's the wrong game to play. I need something that's going to keep me... Most of us were doing fine. Sam kept staying in... She managed to stay alive through several rounds because she would fall asleep and miss things that would have have knocked her out of the game. That's funny. It was pretty... It was pretty funny. So we kept making her play. Our home stretch game was... uh, Dead Space, the first one, yeah, the first one, it was Dead Space, and uh, I was just straight up, like, I don't know, doing, a, you know, MSTK, like, mocking at, nice. oh, what are, you, what are you doing over there, creepy necro monster, you trying to pretend like you're dead? We're not <laughs> buying that, we didn't buy it the first time, we're not buying it this time, that's, like, we got totally loopy. I think that's a mandatory part of the games marathon. Yeah. And my students were like, can we do this again next semester? And I was like, it's <laughs> yearly. It's we'll like, are you it crazy? <laughs> <laughs> we'll do Twice it next in one year, year we'll die. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, so let's jump forward. Yay. <laughs> um, we, got, we have no news. Well, there is news. Um, there's news. There's always news. We have no news. We just, um, we just don't have it. We're well, just Legend, Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask is coming to the 3DS. Oh, Majora's Mask. Yeah. Yay! What's wrong with you people? Well, I know what's wrong with Wendy. Well, that's my least favorite Zelda ever. You know, I've never played it and I've been wanting to forever and no, this will no. give me a chance. No, you um, don't have a chance. It's like Link's big bitch quest. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Go get okay. this. Alright, now go get that. Oh, do it quick though. The moon's gonna crash. <laughs> See, that's my opinion of WoW. I don't yes. call the moon crashing and wow. <laughs> no, yes, but the, yes, go yes. get this, go get that. It, it's also part of why I stay addicted to Skyrim. That's fine. You can send me on errands. I'm cool with it. It's <laughs> your own damn shit, kids. <laughs> you don't know me. Yeah. Well, what I'm very sad about, because, you know, they had the Nintendo Direct today. Um, was is that Splatoon is not coming to Q2, and that game just looks like it's gonna be so much fun. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I, I know I'm the only one with Wii U. Um, Sorry. <laughs> 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 Come on, it's, you, you run can around. Still be excited you, about it. That's awesome. And you run around and you play paintball with people. <laughs> and you don't get all bruised and fucked up. Yeah, that's a perk. That's a perk. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, there's other news. Uh, Destiny, uh, Bungie reports Destiny has 9.2 million active players. And they still say that the majority of their active players are playing three hours a day or more. It's something about that game. It's like video <laughs> game crack. Because you know it's really not that good. But you can't stop playing. <laughs> I mean, because it's it's not a bad game, but it is a mediocre game. It really is. But you start playing, and especially if you're playing with other people, it's over. And you want to play all the time. And it's like the missions are crazy, and the the and the the, the dungeons or the levels are all the same. <laughs> but you keep playing the damn game. I don't know. There's something wrong with it. It's just like it's just like, and people don't want to admit that it's a bad game and they like it, so they don't want to admit that it's a bad game. They just say, you know, how great it is, and it's not. I'm not great <laughs> with it. It's a bad game <clears throat> that you are addicted to. But I'm addicted to it. <laughs> but Fantasy Life's not a bad game. Fantasy Life is actually a good game. So, you know, if you got, because it was like 40 bucks, wasn't it? Yeah. I want to say it was. Um, yeah, so if you got 40 bucks at a 3DS, go buy Fantasy Life. Um, it'll definitely keep going. It's like Animal Crossing meets WoW. Yeah, it sounds terrible to me. I'm not going to lie. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Yeah, next time you come by my office, <laughs> next time you come by my office, just say, let me see your let me see your 3DS and play. Okay. I always have my 3DS. I'm enjoying it. It's it's fun. You'd be surprised. It sounds like <laughs> a lot of work. I just want to play through a story. It's a lot less uh, demanding than Animal Crossing in that, like, Animal Crossing, there's penalties if you aren't doing it every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there, that's not the case with this, which is really nice, because I was a little worried it was going to be another one along those lines. Play every day, you're going to have weeds growing all over your town. Yeah. I'm like, I've got, <laughs> way, too many, I've got way too many maintenance games going on right now. Somebody give me something easy going. Yeah. <laughs> so, maintenance, this, is, maintenance, this is nice. Maintenance games don't work for me, because I, I forget about them. and then. Me too. I, I can only manage to care for maybe a week, and then yeah. <laughs> forget, and then all of a sudden my crops are dead, and my... <laughs> Mafia is sad and <laughs> Aww. But yeah. Doesn't doesn't work. Alright. Yep. So we're gonna call it see that's news. Those are news items. Mm -hmm. And Alice is here, so she can't tell us what our indie game of the week is. <laughs> <laughs> She'll tell us next time what our indie game of the week is. <laughs> um <laughs> And so we'll talk about our issue of the week, which is not an issue. So this time we decided we were all going to play, and you know how well that usually works. We decided we were all going to play. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, 
the new minority games game Spirits of Spring. Um, for those of you who are late to the party, uh, minority games also made Papa and Yo, which was the the game um, about the little boy who um, had the robot stuffed animal that kind of rode around with him and helped him through the levels. Um, but what he did was he was constantly trying to avoid and yet save a monster in the game um, who was actually pretty friendly um, unless he started to eat these poisonous toads. Um, and then the poisonous toads just made him like nuts and he tried to kill everything around him. Um, sometimes successful, sometimes not. Um, and it was a, a, a game that was um, re that was kind of reflective, reflexive of one of the developers' um, abusive childhood and his alcoholic father. Um, so this was kind of like uh, his way of telling that that story. Um, so the 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 they've come out with other like smaller games, like mobile games since then. Um, but the game, this game is more along the lines of Papa and Yo. Um, and it is called now Spirits of Spring. Um, and it's about bullying, um, which was pretty interesting. And the, one of the most interesting things is, is the game was released first on iOS, while the other, while uh, Papa and Yo was released first on PC. Um, and I think that we'll probably get a chance to talk about controls um, as well as we start to talk about this game. So that's what Spirits of Spring is. So let's talk about it. Um, and we, we won't spoil ending. We might do a, a quick spoiler bit after the, after the end um, just to talk about the ending for those of us who finished it. Um, so uh, what did you guys think? Well, I will say this about the controls. I thought it was a it was an experience for me because I had never done that before. I've never played a game on my iPad. Really? Yeah, I know. Because I mean, I don't, it's not like I have like thirteen consoles in here. <laughs> so at first, I was sort of like, "What am I doing? I don't know how to make this go." <laughs> but, I think you should have released it for the PC because then I could have actually played it. <laughs> yeah. The controls weren't bad though, but I will say that I, I did actually sit down today and play it all in one setting, so my fingers started to hurt. Mm. How long did it take you to play all in one sitting? Well, I didn't do it all in one sitting, but all in one day. But I think it was like two hours, maybe. Okay. So it wasn't very long. I mean, I, and I, I wasn't. I wasn't challenged in the sense that I always knew what I was supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. At least, well, you know... Coco and Yo was, was similar. Like, the, the yeah. games felt very um, Portal-esque, like in the design and in some of the features, but it didn't have that same challenge. It was really yeah. more about... It was really more about the narrative. So rather than the puzzles getting increasingly difficult, once you learned how to solve the puzzle, similar tasks would work. Yeah. yeah, so it was mostly like that for me, which I sort of enjoyed because I was trying to get through it for tonight. But um, I just I don't know if I don't know if I like or dislike the iPad. Um, it was different. I don't. I guess what I don't like is in some parts I felt like my finger was where I needed the action to be, and I couldn't necessarily 
like your finger is blocking the screen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It was fine. I thought it was oh. really pretty. It was really pretty. It was very pretty, and the music was and the music was really good. The music was really well done. The yeah, the music was really well done. It it um I I watched the credits all the way through <coughs> at the end. Yeah. And they used like a live orchestra. Oh mm-hmm. wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, which was pretty impressive. Um, well, I don't know if it was a full orchestra, but you know, just like. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty big, right? Like, they were like, oh, you know, here were the cello players, and there were like six of them, and here were the... So there was like a big group of people, and not mm. just, you know, like one person playing cello, and one person playing violin, and one person, but several people on each instrument. Um, and Well, okay, so I've got to be the naysayer and say that the controls were bad for me. And mm. I do play a lot of games on my on my iPad. Um it, so the 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 like moving from place to place thing wasn't bad, but you start to trail these as Charlotte said earlier the spirit, spirit balls. balls. Yeah, that got <laughs> annoying. I I totally agree because sometimes I'm like, no, I want you to move. I don't want the damn spirit balls. Right. So sometimes you would, you would tell it to move, and you would catch the you would catch the trail of of spirit orbs. I'm not gonna call them spirit balls. Um, you catch the trail of spirit orbs, and then you would move those instead, and it would kind of get frustrating because you're like, no, I don't want to do that, and you do it like it would take like two or three times to hit it in just the right spot to get. Um, to get oh to move yeah to get him to move I'm trying to think of his name Chidawan oh yeah hmm. um to move I'm not gonna look it up because it's gonna drive me crazy yeah. well I had um, the I had the same problem opposite too though sometimes if I wanted the the balls or the orbs or whatever uh-huh. he starts walking around I'm like don't walk around <laughs> <laughs> what I want you to do I want the spirit balls <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure they were called spirit balls. I think that's a technical term. No, you think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was, but it was kind of infuriating at points, right? I was like, no, no, not that. I want you to do something else. Um, and and I kept wishing that it was either on, um, it was either on blah blah blah, um. PC Vita, or, even on, or even on a handheld device. So yeah, yeah. like a, like DS or Vita. <clears throat> because I, I feel like those controls would have worked better. Um, that being said, the game is going to be coming out on um, coming out on PC later. Um, or as they say, Android and PC versions under consideration. I don't know how they cannot. Um, it's a good game. Yeah, I think like I said, like Charlotte and I both said, it's pretty. Um, it is. Um, the music is awesome. The music um, really is awesome. There's there's places in there where the music is just like hits right on the mood they want you to be in. Right, and they and I they was came like, at the wow. beginning. Yeah, the came developed with 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 the thought in mind that you're going to be wearing headphones. Yeah, when you're playing it. For just for the level of, of immersion, yeah. Um, and one of the things that that I that's always been interesting to me about minority games as a studio is the diversity in the studio, right? They call it minority games or minority media, which one of the two? Um, but they have like they're in Canada, um, 
that hotbed of diversity that it is. But you know, they've got. <laughs> let me see. I mean, pretty pretty much seriously, right? Um, Chihuahuan, that was his name, which was driving yeah. me crazy. Um, but they've got like Brazilian folks and Native American folks and um, Asian folks and white folks and um, folks from the African diaspora of some sort. Don't know what they are. If they're in Canada, they're probably not African American, but who knows what they are, right? Because um, they <laughs> haven't those those folks haven't disclosed, but just the ones that have disclosed. So they've got this really kind of diverse group of people that are designing games and they're That's designing so cool. these pretty awesome games because of it I think because Spirit, Spirits of Spring um, Chihuahuan is if you haven't guessed right Native American um, and um, and they do specifically say Native American uh, in their in their kind of publicity materials and not just so I'm not just making that up and throwing in the American part um, but Native American so it's kind of built it kind of draws upon that um, and the the I guess the main developer on this project and I think that he was the I think on the credits he was actually listed as spiritual director is oh, also wow. Native American. Uh, so, so you get this kind of, you know, because the, and it is his story in a way. And that's all I'm gonna say because I'm not gonna spoil because we get a twist at the end. But we'll talk about that after, mm -hmm. after the the end, <laughs> so we don't spoil it for people. <laughs> but so you know, you got this. Uh, is interesting because there's this this place. Right where they are, and and it's kind of in a state of perpetual spring. So he goes around and collects these spirit orbs, orbs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but these crows come, and they're they're just like picking on everybody, right? And the crows are are actually humans in these crow costumes, and they can fly. They're these anthropomorphized crows, I suppose. But they they actually appear to be human under a mask. Hmm. It's a gorgeous game. You really have to see it. Yeah, it really is pretty. Um, and uh, so they're picking on everybody, and they're also stealing the the spirit orbs of spring. Okay. So when they steal these orbs, when they steal this bit of spring, it goes into this this state of permanent winter. Yeah, mm. it was so it was so pretty that I will say that as we got into the permanent winter. Yeah. I really I really like. I like atmosphere, so I was thinking it would be really super cool if we had played this like two months from now when it was actually permanent winter. And I don't mean that as a joke. Like, I, mean, <laughs> I really do like atmosphere to match. So if I'm uh -huh. reading, a, if I'm reading a creepy book, I want it to be thunderstorming, you know. And so I was like, man, it would be really cool if this was January. It was like a permanent winter. Yeah, then I could I feel I it. I don't want to live it. I don't want to live it. <laughs> I'm okay with it not being permanent winter. I'd be okay if I never had to leave the house. I would be super happy, but people make me leave the house and whatnot. Yes. I, I find it interesting that this is a second narrative game, like a biographical game, then. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry, autobiographical game. Um, because Papo Yo with the, uh, uh, was it Brazilian setting? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, was a, it was a Brazilian favela um, as their as their background. Um, mm -hmm. So that's just, I mean, that, that 
it's really amazing the diversity that they bring to it and the fact that it's actually shaping the world because so oftentimes fantasy worlds get kind of warped into these uh, Arthurian classic European like yeah prince princess and castle fantasy um, and this gets closer to the kind of fiction that I really love which is like Charles de Lint do uh, Canadian author you know surprise surprise uh, going to do that kind of um, the mix of Native American and uh, European myths together to get something that's altogether original. Mm -hmm. that's, just, that's just a really interesting trend, if you can call yeah, two games a trend. It is. It is it's, one, it's interesting, right? And it does it, in the, and does it in ways that other games have kind of attempted to do or say that they were attempting to do, right? When they have, like, Native American or African American or some kind of minority protagonist, um, there are very few games of those that there are. Right, mm -hmm. where where it just kind of becomes a perpetuation of stereotypes. Right, yeah, because you've got a diverse development team, um, and not even like all Native American people, but just people from diverse backgrounds. Period. That understand mm -hmm. what it's like to like be misrepresented and mm -hmm. are apparently and kind of clearly making every attempt that they can to go for like some kind of authenticity and respect versus some kind of weird misappropriation this these games that come out of minority out of minority um, out of minority games minority media you know regardless of whether or not the the controls are a little wonky on this one to me anyway and that might just be me cuz i got big fat fingers um, no, i had the same experience okay so so i mean so i mean if, even regardless of that this is the kind of game development that we need to be seeing. Well, this not is the to, reason not that to, we want diversity in, in, in games. Right, and not and not to drag us back to last week's news story because nobody wants to hear more about Gamergate. Um, mm. But so sick of that. But like this whole this whole idea of that diversity could kill games because it's going to become some preachy, uh, shove it into a you know, nicely tied up box of let's include this, that, and the other thing um, to to meet a quota. Like I think games like these two, like Papio and and um, Spirits of Spring, and then uh, even like I've been watching Korra lately. Um, I was watching Avatar: The Last Airbender, and then moving into Korra, um, and just to see. To see stories that have obviously been developed for the narrative, they aren't necessarily developed to reflect a certain culture or a certain thing. They are about reflecting people and their relationships. And they bring in those honest, like, <laughs> sorry, I just read Ricky's comment. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will do it, Ricky, just for you. Um, but, like, they bring in these honest portrayals of different cultures because it's not about pigeonholing them into the plot. They're just they're just people within the plot that yeah. happen to have these cultures. And it's so cool to see. Yeah. 
And and the the comment that Jen just made is that uh, Ricky's in the audience and he says, if someone tries to ham-fistedly incorporate Freire into Papa and Yo, I'm gonna burn shit. I mean, and it's, it, and that's I mean that's right though. It's right is that here are authentic experiences that we're talking about and and the way that people are are using kind of emotion, real real emotional raw powerful shit to to talk about in games. Um, yeah, you don't want to, you know, slap dead white guys on top of them and say, yeah, look at look at how this works, right? And, and it clearly illustrates the banking model of education. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. um, I was gonna make a I was gonna make a joke and 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 then incorporate Freire into it somehow, but then I was like, no, nah, I'm not even gonna do that. I mean, but so, I mean, so you know, here's that here's where we get at, you know, one how, you know certain models, narrative models, don't fit certain narratives, right? And then also how, you know, and I and I made that I made that joke earlier, or not joke, but a comment earlier about um, you know, I'm gonna write about Beyond Earth at some point. But I'm gonna write about Beyond Earth in in a, in a way that, you know, folks, you know, probably are not gonna want you to write about Beyond Earth, right? Is, you know, why is it that, you know, the humans are coming in and fucking up the indigenous populations and, and it's supposed to be okay and we're supposed to ignore it and say, Oh, you know, that's just what happens. That's mm-hmm. what we're supposed to do because, you know, we you know, all the all the humans came to this planet to escape the earth that they fucked up. Um, it's kind of like, yeah, really, you fucked it up. Deal with it. Um, don't go take somebody else's shit. Um, but then, <laughs> so I mean, so that in and of itself is pretty interesting. But you know, and and that kind of is is a good is a good example of you know what Papa and Yo and Sp- uh, Spirits of Spring doesn't do. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And I think that 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 kind of gets to, you know, like I said, why we need diversity in games. You know, why diversity in games isn't a bad thing. Why, you know, just because you got diverse folks thinking and writing and developing games in a way that you're not used to, you know, with the other 497 versions of Call of Duty, (laughs) it's not that they're trying to burn games down. It's just that they're trying to give you a new experience. They're just adding to it. They're They're just giving you more. It should be a celebration. Mm. Y'all are walking in a dangerous territory. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with Why? Because we call that Call of Duty Charlotte. <laughs> no, I'm about to start talking about Gamergate. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not talking about Gamergate. Sounds like it. I'm talking about games, period. I mean, these are the same conversations we've been having long before Gamergate. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Just makes me think of all the people who. Or what the heck am I talking about? <laughs> Gamergate gets to stay with last week, yeah. at least for a little while. We'll do happy things this week. Well, it's a bully. It's a game about bullying. Yeah, it's not that happy. Yeah. <laughs> it's really pretty though, and I can't talk about the specifics after the show. <laughs> okay, so this isn't well. Okay, so mini spoiler. <clears throat> spoil away. No, I'm not gonna spoil. spoil. I'm trying not to spoil it because um, I want people to play this game. I really do. And it wasn't that. What was? Because what was it? It was at a dollar ninety nine or two ninety nine on iOS. Oh wow. Yeah, it's not very. It's like two dollars. It, it was cheap. 
Yeah. It was definitely worth two dollars, I'll give you that. Yeah, I mean it was definitely worth it. It was like I yeah. think it was like two bucks. Two, it was either it was either dollar ninety nine or two ninety nine. Um, I want to now. Got to look because it's gonna drive me wow. crazy because I need to know. I'll it's say $1.99. I wanted to play it to finish it for tonight, but that's not the only reason I finished it. I finished it because it really did keep me engaged in the sense that I was like, well, I want to know what happens. Mm-hmm. Right. I wasn't like, I'll just I'll just put this down, and come back later. I was like, no, I want to know what happens right now. <laughs> Because it is, yeah, it's, I, like a, I, it's like reading a novel, right? Yeah. I desperately want to play because I loved Papa EO. I just don't own an iPad and. Well, now I want to play Papa EO because I haven't played that yet. But... Oh, you should! It's beautiful. So it's good. Fifteen dollars on Steam. No, that's a little steep for me. <laughs> fifteen. I wonder how much it is on the iPad. I don't think it's on the iPad. Uh, so maybe it'll maybe they'll put it on a humble bundle or something. It's in the humble store. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's still fifteen dollars. Oh, that's not helpful. <laughs> well, maybe I'll get it. I, I still gotta deal with these expensive other things I have, like Evil Within. So. Hmm. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna play it though. It was sixty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> you have those days. You have those days. <laughs> but okay, so you know, so here's the thing about we talk about these emotional games, right? And there's a twist in this game, which which comes at the end, and it kind of took me fast. Well, I saw it coming, but I was still not happy. Did you really? Oh yeah, I knew where we were going with this. <laughs> I was like, well, we'll talk about it more in the spoilers, but it it it, it surprised me in a different way. So yeah. Oh, <laughs> see, yeah, I was surprised. I didn't see it coming, and I don't know if it was because I was just kind of so immersed in where it was going next. Um, and I'm I'm not talking. I'm talking about the very end. I'm not talking about what happens. Oh, okay. Uh, Chihuahuan, or with Chihuahuan. I mean, at the very end. That's the that that was the twist that surprised me. Um, yeah, some you know, I mean, it was the it wasn't that the, it was necessarily predictable. It was just that psychologically, we know how bullying operates, right? Um. And that's kind. And that's kind of where the game goes to a certain extent. So we expect what happens at 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 like this this three quarter way turn. But there was this thing that happens at the very end of the game, and you were like, "Wow, that's kind of I wasn't expecting that one," kind of thing. Um, so there's kind of two like twists. One is a, one is a more predictable twist because just psychologically we know how things operate, and the other one was a little different. Um, so if you want to find out what that was um, until you play the game, because everybody for $1.99 is going to go out and buy a copy of this game and then buy one for everybody you know and play this game, um, you can stick around afterwards while we talk about the very end. Um, what else? What are the interesting things about this game? Anybody? Well, I don't, I mean, I don't often get too disturbed about games, you know. Uh huh. 
This one got me, though. I mean, because of the bullying and the uh, connection to, not in the game, but just in my mind, to things like, um, God, I don't even know if I can say it because it might be too spoilery, but maybe I'll just wait. But Well, I, I mean, if maybe I can take a guess, and I haven't played, but if it ties in at all with domestic abuse... That's not what I was thinking, but... I was just thinking because it's close tie, close tie with bullying, but okay. Maybe not. Anyway, I... Point, I don't even see how it's about bullying yet, but I'm... Oh, it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I feel like, I don't feel like that's a spoiler, right? Like, No, I'm just laughing because it, it's... Uh, there's not often that I play a game and I, I get really uncomfortable. I'm like, I don't want to be playing this game, but I can't stop. So... Mm -hmm. I was expecting Papuio to do that to me, and it, it actually didn't. I was surprised. Um, it did definitely get emotional, but but I didn't have to put it down, which yeah. I was glad for. Yeah, it was it was there, and there are points like like um, Wendy asked. I don't know if we were on the air yet when Wendy's like, "Why does my little guy keep falling down?" <laughs> <laughs> And we were like, it's part of the story, right? Because it's because yeah. clumsy, and, and you know there are all these things about him that makes him kind of, you know, ripe for the picking for bullies. Yeah, he's right? a target. He's a target. He's a target, and and those are kind of some of the things that make him a target. Um, and then as as the game goes on, there are different. One of the things that that was kind was kind of disturbing to me, and and this is because and it is like Papa and Yo, is that um, a lot of agency is taken away from you as the gamer. Yeah, that's where I got really uncomfortable. Because it, part a lot of, it, of agency because... is taken away from you because they want you to experience the narrative the way that the narrative is written. Right. Yeah, and it was sort of like, it walks up that line. Things. I was sort of expecting more choice. Like at some point, I was expecting it to give me a choice. Yeah. And it didn't do that. And then I—that's when I started to get like super disturbed. But like, like when you come to the fox, it's like, can I make a yeah. choice here? It's like, no, yeah, you're gonna like, do this whether you want to or not. And then you'll experience what happens afterwards. Yeah. Um, so, and and I think that's that's interesting because in many ways it, it makes it's it's a game but it makes it more of an interactive fiction than actually a game game where you have choice and you know there's any kind of agency where you can where something different can happen there's only one way this game is going to play out mm -hmm. um and and in that in in that that's the only way this game is going to play out. Everybody's going to have the same experience, which I think is a very powerful thing, because mm -hmm. then we are experiencing the protagonist's story and not our own story. Yeah, and I I, I totally agree with that. And I I was disappointed in a sense, but in, in another sense, I was going to choose that anyway just to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it didn't really take the choice away. I just was annoyed that I didn't have the choice. Uh, see, and you know I, what? I was I thought about it like as I was playing the game. Even when it, when there was this this character was first introduced, I was like, oh, what am I gonna do? I was like, am I gonna do this? Cause you know, I think I want to see what happens, or would I do what I would do if it were me? Right. Well, part thing. Part of my decision process, though, was because I assume you'll do what you do if you're you. <laughs> and so yeah. I, I was hoping we would get two different things. 
Two oh. different story, two different stories or narratives, and but I was, I mean, I won't. This I don't think I'll spoil it for anybody except perhaps Jen. But. I'm fine. <laughs> uh, I was very disturbed because of things that happened in our community this year mm. that affected me, and so when I was playing it, I was like, that's why I was like, I don't want to be doing this right now. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. But yeah. I will say that I found it very, back to the music, I found it very immersive, especially towards the end, where I was like, I really do feel like I'm lost right now, which is how they wanted you to feel, mm -hmm. I think. Anyway. Yeah, that's exactly how they wanted you to feel, right? Is that, you know, you know, just like, you know, they keep making your character trip, they want you to feel clumsy. You know, yeah. they you get lost, they want you to feel lost. Right. That's why there is no there's no directionals, right? Well there's some. They have a the little rabbit feet. Well they have a the little rabbit sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. And that's that's when they want to guide you, but when they want you to feel lost, there are no tracks to follow. You just Yeah. And you um, can't pull you out you can't you can't or at least I couldn't figure out how to pull out and look at a larger area. You can't. So yeah. you're just you're just seeing your own little small area and sometimes that was a little bit I don't know the word, like, hard to find my way around because I would get confused because it's all, you know, white. <laughs> yeah. So. It's like there's snow, snow, and yes, yeah. more snow. And then some <laughs> water. And some ice. Yeah. And more snow. And, and we're saying this, and there are people who are like, yeah, how's that beautiful? No, you have to see it. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> There's other stuff too, really. Yeah. And you're not always just looking at your own little part. Some some parts it pulls out for you, and you can see stuff around you. But for and for the little cutscenes too. Yeah. And there are the, and there are small cutscenes. And those um, those are like a graphic novel sort of. Yes. They're, oh, cool. they're still, yeah, they're it's 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 gorgeous, right? It, it, so they they pan out, and then they give you these these graphic novelly. Um, panel type um, cutscenes um, where it, it will either tell you, you know, it will give you new mechanics for the next section that you're going to need or give you more of the story. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it, especially at the end when they gave you some more of the stuff in there. Mm-hmm. The cutscenes. I mean, I guess... I didn't love the tutorial cutscenes though, because I thought uh, I thought they got repetitive after a minute. So. Oh yeah. Well. But. I'm impatient, so I'm usually like, just do what you needed to do next, right? Just let me do it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't talk about it all day. Yeah. Well, especially because you you got to it. It was kind of. You know, it is very kind of puzzle gamey in that um, you get to control um, other animals in the game. Mm -hmm. uh, that there's like you have a little buddy that's a bunny and a little buddy that's a bear, um, and you get to control them because they can do things that you can't do, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like a bunny can go into bunny holes and then come out of other bunny holes somewhere else on the on the map. Um, yeah, I just, places that you can't. 
I totally hate that. I hate that whole mechanic. <laughs> Having to <laughs> rely on somebody else to do it. No, it just makes me nuts that I have to like constantly change characters. I hate games like that. And I was thinking this when I was playing it. I was like, wow, you sound like such an asshole. Like, I don't want to have help. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, I hate that. I hate it. <laughs> I, prefer, I prefer the party mechanic where you don't have to actually, like, it'll switch for you automatically and give you the opportunity to use them. But that assumes that everybody gets an equal amount of time. So yeah. I get why I get I think, why they have games where you can choose when you want to switch, mm -hmm. but it I do prefer the party system. I think this all came from the cave. Oh yeah. Where I was like, I hate this game. And so ever since then, anytime this comes up again, I'm like, uh <laughs> See I think of I think of Dark Cloud, which I I absolutely love on the PS. Um it was either PS1 or PS2 that that came out, but it's, I mean, it's a fun game. It's a nice little dungeon crawler, build up the city type thing, but that very much relied on that switch between a single character to get certain activities done, and mm -hmm. some of the characters were useless, but you couldn't pass an area without them, mm -hmm. and so it became a chore where you had to use them um, in order to to pass this point, and it just wasn't as fun. Um, the game itself is fantastic, but that was that was one particular mechanic that I've never been very fond of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've been playing like adventure games for so long. It didn't bother. It doesn't bother me at all. I'm used to it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, th I think it's just because the the cave was such a bad experience for me that you know I don't I know think, that it was especially uh, well done in the cave because it irritated uh, the cave too. Yeah, it was terrible. So, in this case, it wasn't a big deal, but I always just sort of get, like, annoyed when I have to deal with it. I'm like, no, I don't want to do this. Especially, I guess in this game, it was a little annoying, because it kept saying, it gives you little, like, really unsubtle hints, like, hey, maybe the bear could do this. <laughs> you know, so you're not even having to think about whether or not the bear can do it. They're just telling you the bear can do it. Which is fine. I mean, in this and this kind of game is fine, because, of course, the, the focus is on the narrative and not really necessarily the puzzling, but I, I don't know. It's just pet peeve. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um... Do you ladies want to get to the spoiler? Not yet. Spoiler moment? No? Okay. <laughs> no, because we got to finish everything else, and then we'll get to the spoiler. Fair enough. Um, and so, on that note... I think what we can do is we can finish up with the rest of the things that we usually do. Okay. Um, uh, what about deals for broke-ass gamers? Do we have any? We do. Well, okay, I was going to say I had, I had one that I was sent you. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, well, oh, I like... I can't remember if I talked about this last time. I don't think I did, but I like the... Uh, if you're still into Halloween or if you just like scary games, I like the Humble Halloween Weekly Bundle this week. It's got a couple. It's got a couple of really good games. Um, Friday Nights at Freddy's is on there, which is a good like jumper. But um, it also includes Among the Sleep, which I can't recommend wholeheartedly. It's a great game, but you have to be prepared for some shit <laughs> that could be emotional. Oh dear. Uh, but it's a good. It looks like a good bundle if you're still into that. Um, what were you? What was yours, Sam? Well, about this because there's a, there's only like 15 hours left on that that humble uh, weekly Halloween well, Halloween weekly bundle, and yeah. 
get to get among the sleep, you have to pay at least fifteen dollars. Yeah. And it's like all the other games in this bundle that I would actually want, except for Five Nights at Freddy, I, Freddy's I already own. And I think yeah. I'm gonna play Five Nights at Freddy's on the iPad. Yeah, or if you um, pay attention to Amazon, they'll give you like credits for free. So I got it for free on the Kindle. Oh, oh yeah. Really? Yeah, if it's you pay on the Kindle. Yeah, and if you pay attention, Amazon just like gives these credits away, these coin things. Yeah. Like they're nothing. So I have like fifty dollars in credit on there. <laughs> How so do you I, get those? I, I just follow like deal forums, and they'll pop up oh. sometimes. Like if you if you like download this free app, we'll give you five dollars or whatever. <laughs> so um, I like to get stuff on the Kindle because I can get it for free. But at any rate, yeah, it's on the Kindle. Um, I'm pick that up. I wouldn't pay a lot for it because I don't know how it's not a, it's not like a game that you're gonna play forever, you know. Yeah, well, I was gonna try. It's, it's scary. It's, it's well, everybody scary. keeps saying this. Everybody keeps saying this. <laughs> when we were when we were playing when we were at the uh, 24 hour marathon, extra life marathon. Um, one of the people who was playing was playing it, and it was so funny because he was sitting like maybe ten <laughs> feet away from me behind his computer, and he was playing, and he would be playing, and then he would be sitting there, and then he would like literally damn near fall out of his chair because he jumped so high and go, oh shit! <laughs> and was like, I, was like, I was like, see, I want that experience. <laughs> well, that's why I call it a jumper, and and Sarah had had you know reviewed it at some point, and. I was like, it's not going to scare me. And so I'm playing it, and I'm like, yeah, it's creepy. It's creepy. <gasps> <laughs> Which is kind of why I want to play it on, well, see, the Kindle will work, too, because I want to be able to play it in the dark, like with headphones yeah. on, and right. like maybe even in bed, right? Mm -hmm. I haven't played it on the Kindle. I feel like the controls might work a little better on the Kindle. I had some control issues on uh, PC, but... I don't know. I haven't played it, so. Anyway, it's good. Yeah, I don't know about Among the Sleep. It's it's hard to recommend because I know that it's 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 a hard game, but it's a really well well done game. So. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I might wait a little while on that. One, just a little while longer to see what happens. You need to wait a good twenty years. Don't <laughs> say that. <laughs> you do. <laughs> Aww. You need to wait until P is like married and probably, <laughs> the house. <laughs> probably before she has her own kids because then that'll start it all up again. But oh, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. oh my god, that's horrible! It's such a great game, though. I mean, it's such a great game. <laughs> it really is. I enjoyed the shit out of that game, but anyway. I might try. I might have to I might have to break down and do it. So okay, we were talking about other yeah, I know. Maybe I won't. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll just stick with Five Nights and Freddy's. Yeah, I'll just do that. Um, the other the deals that I was gonna talk about <clears throat> is that the the kind of standard Microsoft bundle between like now and almost Christmas, right? It's all for Christmas, is you can get the um Xbox One with no with no connect and um, Assassin's Creed Unity for like three hundred forty nine ninety nine or something like that, um, mm -hmm. and then what you can also get uh, is the um, the PlayStation Last of Us bundle 
the PlayStation 4 Last of Us bundle for $379.99. Um, and then there is a, a bundle of the Xbox One with three games, um, which is, which are, what are the three games? I think it's uh, Black Flag, Unity, uh, plus a game of your choice for $379 at Walmart. That's cool. Um, see, there you go. There's your, there's your chance, Charlotte. No, I'm not buying another <laughs> console. I'm paring down consoles. Right now, I'm, I'm about to get rid of the 360 and the PS3. Well, if you get rid of the 360, you need a one, uh, Xbox One. I already have one. <laughs> Boom. I thought you had the PlayStation 4. No, I got the Dead Rising. Oh, right. Never mind. <laughs> I, I want the PlayStation 4 because of Until Dawn, but I'm not doing it. Nope. <laughs> well, you get a, like I said, you can get a PS4 for um, <laughs> no, no, The Last no. of Us bundle on the PS4. I already played The Last of Us. Yeah, but you get the remastered version. I'm not playing it again. I don't care. Me either. I, I don't. I have. I've yet to buy one of those remastered, uh, remastered versions. Uh-uh. So that's just crazy no. to me. <laughs> so those are good deals for broke ass gamers for now. And what everybody should be doing is saving up their money for the Steam for the Steam Christmas sale, the holiday sale, because that's coming yeah. soon. They and we are all doomed. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. And oh, on the fourteenth. Dragon Age Inquisition's coming out. Mm. <laughs> mhm. So you can all be playing Destiny on the Xbox One and come play with us. Because <laughs> we're gonna yeah. need six-man raid team soon. Oh my goodness! It sounds like wow. <laughs> <laughs> Charlotte, you can get the game now and level up to like twenty-something. Before the DLC comes out, and you can do the new raids with us. I don't think so. I don't think that's. Right. <laughs> no. I got my I got my horror games. I'll stick with those. Fine. <laughs> <clears throat> so how could, um, we, how could we possibly break up the Wonder Team of you, Alex, and Ricky? You wouldn't. Exactly. We need three more people for our raids. Oh. <laughs> I see how this goes. I feel like this is not my kind of game. You would be surprised, Charlotte. No, it's a, a first-person shoot. I can't even shoot. It's like driving. It's terrible. You would be surprised. You gonna have <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna sit down in two or five a and play. All right. Yeah. I'm definitely gonna have to play it before I pay any money for it. That's for sure. <laughs> All right. On that note. Um, On that we'll note, go- I will leave you, ladies. <laughs> And then Charlotte and I are going to talk about the end of the game for a few minutes after the break, right? Right. Yes. Uh, so we'll run through the other rest of the stuff very quickly. Um, so if you want to send us email, voicemail, video mail, whatever you want to send us, you have a number of ways of doing that. Uh, you can send us email at nymgamer at gmail.com. You can use the little handy-dandy flyout on the blog at nymgamer.com. Um, and leave us a voicemail message. Uh, you can use the SpeakPipe app um, on the top of our Facebook page and leave us a voicemail. Um, you can 
always see what we're doing, what our pithy posts of the day are like, etc. Um, by checking on our blog on a regular basis, or you can like us on Facebook. Just look for Not Your Mama's Gamer. We post every day um, a link to the post of the day, um, and we also um, post to Twitter, so you can follow us at at NYM Gamer. Um, and if Twitter and Facebook and blogs or RSS feeds are not your thing, then Tumblr is. You can go to nymgamer.tumblr.com. So you can find one million and one ways to come into contact <laughs> with us. And we welcome contact in all of those wonderful ways. Right? Um, so. <laughs> oh, my God. I just <laughs> I just noticed the, the the comment that there was supposed to be a question from Ricky says that I'm way too confident. We couldn't even get through a heroic strike. You know, I'm talking about taking on the vault. Hells yes, I am confident. Confident, confident, confident. Uh, I can do it all. Uh, <laughs> I'm invincible, damn it. Uh, <laughs> I'm a guardian. All right. <laughs> And on that note, until next time when we take on uh, episode 90 and the vault, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, stay warm, stay dry, and as always, game on. Game on. Game on. So seriously, it's the spoilers. <laughs> the ending wasn't as it was lame. I don't think I don't, I don't think I was surprised. It was lame. Why do you say it was lame? I got because there was no explanation for it. Like why did they suddenly stop? It, that was pretty interesting. Right, is that, you know, they, that, you know, so what happens, right, is that, you know, he starts in, and he's got the spirit orbs, the spring yeah. spirit orbs that he's using to uh, to complete the puzzles. Yeah. Um, and then he meets the fox who gives him dark, who gives him dark spirits. Right, and that's where I got disturbed, right. Right, and the dark spirits, yeah, that is pretty disturbing, right? The dark spirits... Um, is what he uses to um, like do things that he couldn't do with the light spirits, with the spring spirits. He can like blast down trees, and and he he actually takes on a different. He he actually becomes a dark character, right? Right, uh, and it was that's what I was alluding to before. Is it was disturbing to me because it's like not that this is exactly what happened here, but it's what we hear a lot about with school shooters, like right. And that's what it, that's exactly. what I was. Feeling like when I was playing it, and it—that's been um, sort of hard for me. And I was like, "That's where I was like, I don't want to play this. No, no, no." <laughs> yeah, and that's exactly what it is, right? It's like, okay, so here's what happens to kids when they get bullied, 
right? Yeah. And you see them, you know, you see him in an attempt to lash out at those who have bullied him, he also hurts the innocents around him, right? Right. Because he hurts the bear who's been and his rabbit. And he hurts the rabbit who's been his companion the entire time. Right. And that's that is some disturbing stuff, right? And then well, of course he falls I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying it's also that's where the awesome music comes in too, because they also make you sort of feel like a badass all of a sudden and it's like yeah. except I don't want, I don't want to feel like a badass. <laughs> Yeah, not that, not that, not that kind of badass. Yeah, the music was really well done in the sense that it made you feel what they wanted you to feel. Yeah, I thought in a very immersive way, especially um, and not to derail where you were going, but just when when you go into the abyss. Uh huh. That's that's where I was going. But go ahead. Oh yeah, I was just like, oh yeah, I just totally feel like like emotionally lost, and the music uh -huh. and the whole scenery. Oh, it was beautifully done. But I was like, ugh. So go ahead. It's like you don't know where you're going. You don't. Yeah. It, it's difficult to see, so you can't really find. You you kind of stumble around. Yeah, I had to stumble around like three times, I think. Yeah, you kind of stumble around. I mean, and this is on top of the regular kind of tripping and falling, but you're yeah. actually stumbling through the stumbling through the map, right? And then you come to the people that you have hurt, and you yeah. have to rectify. What you've done, mm-hmm, right, and it's it's interesting because all these times when you're having these interactions with the crows, they leave they leave feathers behind, but they also leave feathers sticking out of you, so you are visibly marked by your interactions with the crows, mm -hmm. which i of which I thought was really interesting the whole time. Right, and then what happens is your friends, the bear and the rabbit, are then marked with crow feathers after their interactions with you because basically mm -hmm. what you've done is you've just become the bully. Yeah, I thought that was I thought that was pretty well done because it's like you're sort of pulling out like everything you've done to them mm -hmm. individually because you have to do it several times. Well, the bear you have to do it a lot, but yeah, you have to pull and out every feather on the bear. Yeah, and he rolls over, and there's another one. It's like, oh. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keep me in the heart, man. <laughs> <laughs> and with the rabbit, you have to do the same thing. It's like you're you're taking off the singed spaces because he's been burned. He was burned by the by the dark spirits when you were blasting down trees. Yeah. Um, oh. But okay, but why were they so big? Is that because you became a small person? You know. I guess because you know, and I was I was thinking about that too while I was playing. Is it because you become a small person, or is that it's such a big event that they need to be big? Yeah, I didn't to know. Demonstrate I, that. I sort of thought it was because you just became a small man. Yeah. I guess I mean there. I think equal that they they kind of mean the same thing. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, it was it was pretty it was pretty kind of powerful. And then once you have kind of mended what's what you've done, then you're they back go on, back to their regular size, right? And you're you're all on, the same size. Back on even ground mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Or maybe it's just because it's a the magnitude of what you've done. Yeah. To get you to understand. The the end was pretty interesting, right? Because you, you walk into that chamber. 
at the end, and there's a crack in the middle of the room. Yeah. And the three crows that have been tormenting you for the whole fucking game are standing on these. Wait, wait. Crystals? Were, were they standing there or were they trapped there? I, I sort of felt like they were frozen in some sense. Well, I, I thought that they were kind of, I thought that I saw their wings moving. Well, I mean, like, I thought they were sort of, like, frozen by their feet because I sort of got the sense that I had to go, like, knock they them down or something. I don't, I don't know. That's just what I thought. I'm not going to have to go through and play the end part again and see. Um, but they're there and they're seemingly connected to those pedestals in some way. So you That's why I thought they were frozen, so you had to like yeah, make them. That, that would make sense, especially because you go and you crack each pedestal individually and yeah. you free each crow. And then, see, Jen kind of hinted at this earlier, right? And each crow tells a story of why they're a bully. Right, right? but the first one... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead, because yours is before mine. No, no, go ahead. Well, that's just oh, what I was going to say. They go... They go through and say this the uh, their story, but then there's really no explanation of why they just suddenly stop bullying. Like, oh, I'm sorry, I did this, and and then I'm gonna go away. Right, and you know, and then so because they don't stop, right? Even once you're the badass and you catch up with them, they still bully you. Right, but then what makes and them stop? And they end? take you away and drop you into the abyss. But then after that, they stop. Why? Yeah, there's no there's no explanation for why they stop. Yeah, that's why I thought it was sort of lame, but maybe it's more interesting than I think. Um, it is interesting that they that 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 happens. You know, it would have been you know more interesting if, as a badass, you had trapped them there. But it doesn't seem that that's what's happened because they actually you know kind of trap you in your badass mode and drop yeah. you like onto this like in the middle of the ocean. And you finally end up falling through the ice and into the abyss is what happens. Um, right. And then when you find that chamber, they're trapped there or they're stationed there or what have you. Um, yeah. But there's no, and, you know, maybe, maybe, I don't know, but there's no reason, right? We don't know what has trapped them there because it wasn't you. No, it wasn't because you were still getting your butt kicked with... <laughs> Even right, when so you were what, strong. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was. I thought that's why I sort of was confused. Why I thought they were um, sort of frozen there because I was like, well, is that a metaphor for something? Are we freeing them? Which, which he is sort of freeing them, but freeing them from what? And then they suddenly just say, oh yeah, my bad. Except for the one who says, I'm not saying I'm sorry, but. Well, they explain, right? Yeah. They, well, they explain why they're bullying once you free them, right? The first one says. I've been abused. You know, this is kind of this I come from a dark mm -hmm. place. Yeah. I'm not gonna apologize. Right? Yeah, that's so nothing changes for that per for that for that crow, which is interesting, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's not the touchy feely ending that that's you would true. necessarily think it would be. And actually actually I actually like their explanations because I didn't think it was the touchy feely thing. Right. I was just a little thrown by why are we suddenly here at the explanation point, what changed yeah. for them? What changed for them? I mean, a lot changed for me. I know why I was, you know, digging out feathers from the bear, but right. I don't know where where that happened for them. And maybe maybe it's because it is my story, like so. I don't necessarily know what happens to other people or something. But, but it's not. But it 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 really isn't. 
Kind of. So let's let's go through let's go through that, right? So they the three crows. One's been one one has been um one has been abused and that's why he bullies. Um the other well what was the second one? What was his reason? I don't remember. One of them was because I wanted to be part of a group. I wanted to be a part of a group, right. So that's yeah, why if, I if I if I did if I didn't do it then they would have bullied me. The third one is, yeah, if I, I did it to keep them from bullying me, which was interesting, right? The third one is the one that's most interesting because that turns out to be the voice of the narrator. Yeah. So the narrator is telling the story of Chihuahuan, but the narrator is not Chihuahuan. The narrator is one of the bullies. Okay, I did not pick up on that, but yeah, that makes sense. That's why he so says... Yeah, the narrator's one of the bullies. That was that that was that second twist that I was talking about that kind of oh, okay. threw me. Well, that's why I was confused because I was like, well, that's not interesting. They just had a lame ending. That's not twist. <laughs> <laughs> now yeah. I'll have to go back and do it again. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, then that's what I it was it was weird because I was like, wow, it's so we're not Chihuahuan. This is the voice that we've been hearing all this time is not the voice of Chihuahuan, but the voice of one of the bullies. Okay, so that actually makes more sense to me because the sense I was getting out of it was that part of the message is that in some sense we're all bullies. I think. Well, yeah. Or, or, or you have yeah, you have the tendency to become that dark. Or the potential to be. Yeah, not tendency. Yeah, yeah potential to. But I think I don't know. I mean, I think in some sense we all are guilty at some points in life. Oh yeah, you know, and that's, that's sort of the sense I was getting as as he was switching over to the dark side. Is I mean, it was it was very dramatic in a in a way for me that reminded me of school shooters. But at the same time, it was like, yeah, I mean, now he's hurting his friends, and now he's the bully. So maybe the narrator makes it just sort of come. I mean, I know the whole thing sort of already comes full circle, but I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I think I think you're right in that in that sense though, is that it does kind of bring it it brings it full circle because you recognize that the whole time you've been playing the game, you've been thinking that the narrator was the voice of Chihuahuan or someone like Chihuahuan and but what it turns out is that yeah, in many ways the narrator is the voice of someone like Chihuahuan, but the narrator is a bully. Yeah. So you've been, so you you see that potential to bully based on circumstances or as a reaction to circumstances manifest. Well, yeah, and I, I mean I'm not gonna lie, and <laughs> it's not like it's not only like something that happens in academia, but I, I can see that. You know what I mean? Where academics can sometimes get sort of that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And not not even meaning to, but you know, you just sort of, I don't know. No, I get it. So yeah, I don't know. I thought it was really interesting. The other thing I thought was really interesting, not about the ending, but about as you're moving through it, as you're before you get the dark side, was the way they had them laughing at you. And that one scene where you're lost, mm -hmm. I thought that was really um, creepy and well done. It was really bothering me. Huh. Because you, you know what I'm talking about? They're like flying above you and they're laughing? Yeah. 
I thought that was like, I liked it. I mean, I didn't like it. You. Yeah, they're tormenting you. I didn't like it, but I was like, I mean, I, w I remember thinking when I was playing the game, like, y'all need to go away. <laughs> I can figure out what I'm doing. Leave me alone. I don't know. I'll have to think about it. Now I want to play again so I can hear the narrator voice. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, you should. I didn't have my headphones on, though, so I didn't you play did or you didn't. I didn't. Oh, that, that will do it. I was thinking, well, I'm alone. So, I don't know. It was really good. It was emotional for me. Yeah, I liked it. A lot. Yeah, now I want to play the other one. <laughs> yeah, you definitely should play the other one. Yeah, I, I was just looking at it on Steam. You definitely should play the other one. So what else about it? I don't know. I think that's about it for spoilers. Yeah, we pretty much spoiled the whole we, we thing. We spoiled <laughs> the whole damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully people didn't listen until after they play. But. Right. Oh, yeah. So that's it for spoilers. Yeah. It's good. We will see you in uh, next episode. Yay. Hey, if you haven't played it, even if you did, go play Spirits of Spring again. And if mm -hmm. you haven't played Papa and Yo, definitely go play it now. Yep, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> Not right now.